To say sure, I was not expecting to just oh, jump wait. right in. Do, do we want AC on or off? You know what? People can just go fuck off. So we're, we're keeping the AC on. Um, I mean, I, I didn't hear it that badly when you were recording with me. I, I had it off. But, oh. Yeah. So okay. uh, I don't care. So we're doing this. You can deal do with it. Start again? <laughs> Look, no. No, but we're going to keep it like this. We're just going to keep doing this. One take. All right. All. So. That's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi Enjoy the ambiance. Yeah. The hum. If you can't deal with it, then there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just like hearing you say, "Well, oh right." Well, all right then, folks. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, my, Scoob. <laughs> my coworker pointed out, like, he, I said good morning, and he was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Literally every morning, you say, hey, what's up, dude?'" <laughs> Literally every morning. And I'm like, "Well, that's." I'm a creature of habit, apparently. I've eh, been told. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. So what, what do we do? What are we talking about today, Jimmy? We just came back from Bullmoose and Keene. Uh, probably the longest drive I've ever taken there because for some reason it made us go all over the place. Whatever. Uh, we bought music. We ke- we came. We saw. We bought music. Yes. Um, <laughs> we no no conquering involved this yeah. time. And so let's just get to it. Let's talk about it. Uh, you have more than I do, I think. So why don't you go first? Makes sense. Yeah, I, I stuck to only CDs this time. Uh, the sale vinyl, nothing really jumped out at me. Um, the, the only thing that did jump out was they had a, one of Prowlis' newer albums on oh, sale. Prelapsarian? Yeah. Um, oh, who guessed it? <laughs> I mean, I like that album, but I would rather get... Um, one of their their like new newer stuff like I thought that one they called it an album it was really an EP and it was it felt a little short um, but I decided to just uh, go with some cool CDs which is perfectly fine in my books and the first one is Boys and Girls by Alabama Shakes I know literally nothing about this album but what I do know is I love me some Alabama Shakes I've had um, Sound and Color for quite a while now I didn't know anything about them. I knew they were kind of big, but I just I never paid them any mind. Like Sound of Color was a and big album for yeah, them. and and I I knew they they won a Grammy and they seemed pretty like earnest about what they did and they were really appreciative of you know every all the attention they got. So that was cool. And then I drove with uh, Lauren, my fiance Lauren, and one of her friends, and mm-hmm. th- they played the whole the whole album. I was like, this is great. So I became really nice bluesy, rootsy rock music. The, the yeah. lead singer. Um, Brittany Howard. Yeah, Brittany Howard is a fantastic. I love her. Her really yeah, soulful, I, amazing delivery. I remember you had it on, and I, I was actually going to buy Sound and Color today, but it was just kind of expensive. Yeah, a little expensive for me. I, I think I so. found a, a relatively cheap used copy, and this was a pretty well, um, well priced copy. I, I honestly, I don't know any of uh, like obviously off of Sound and Color is the title track, and then I don't want to fight no more is is a big track. Um, I don't know any other songs on this, but uh, I am very much looking forward to listening to it because I love their other album. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of jealous. But okay, let's see. Let's pick randomly. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the soundtrack to uh, "There Will Be Blood," the original score by uh, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite movies ever. 
and one of my favorite soundtracks scores however you say it ever yeah. uh, have you really actually listened have you ever watched the movie I haven't listened I, I mean I've heard nothing but good things about it it is like a... yeah it is one of the best movies I've ever seen um, but the score for it is just really really interesting like it, it, there are I think there's some like dissonant strings like it, it's mainly string based yeah. Uh, but the way Johnny Greenwood sort of uses them, are, it's like, it's really interesting. Um, and this is something I've wanted for a long time. And I've just like, every time I've seen it, it's either been like, I've seen the expensive or just, you know, not, well, maybe not the right time. Yeah. And like, no, I, mean, I feel you. To be fair, this was a little more expensive. This is probably the most expensive thing I bought today. It was 12 bucks. And it was used. Yeah. So, wow. uh, but this is one of my favorite scores ever. So I'm really psyched nice. to finally own it. Yes. Sweet. Yeah, I, uh, Laura and I have been trying to get into, we kind of started watching some more indie movies, or not indie, but like some more like of the well-made movies, or like yeah. kind of the movies you should watch, so that that's on the list. I, um, I feel like I should make you guys a list of, of stuff you guys should. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, some sort of monitoring. Uh, anyway, yeah, you guys... Yeah. I, I should just make you guys a list. You should know. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you do know that David Lynch movies are going to be like, yeah, pretty high. Yeah, there, that's... So. Speaking of, Scott. Uh, no. <laughs> it's been I, a few weeks since you brought it up. I, I, I feel like that joke's kind of died. So, At uh, some point, we will watch a David Lynch movie. It's, it's, we'll... it's died from neglect, Scott. Okay, well. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, actually... I was putting back some CDs and happened to... I always check this artist tag just to see if there's anything there. Surprised it's not in electronic, but whatever. Um, and I saw that, you know, they had a tag. I was like, cool, I checked it out. Album I didn't know they had released. I guess this is a really, really early album from the main guy. I forget his, I always forget his name. But it is uh, Start Breaking My Heart by Caribou. Okay. Uh, Car- Caribou evolved into, like, ne- neo-psychedelic kind of micro house like indie tronica that kind of stuff like yeah. just kind of danceable catchy music but with a psych, a psych rock edge and just generally indie in, in nature um and this apparently is more kind of idm influence just a little bit okay. sparser and more of a, a, a kind of straight up electronic release literally it was like four bucks um four or five bucks don't know anything about it, but I own, I think most of everything, else, I think pretty much everything else he's ever done. I've just always been a big fan. Uh, I bought their most recent one. Um, it has all the colors on it. I forget what it, what it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't... I mean, it came out in 2014, so it's still pretty dated, but like I, I've been a fan ever since. Uh, so yeah, just really looking forward to, again, I have no idea what this sounds like. But. Does he have some new stuff coming out this year? I fucking hope so. It's I, been, it's 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 been like five years since his last album. So well, I don't know if it's under the Caribou name, but I'm pretty sure he just put out something like not too long ago. Yeah, and and I think it's more like, like you know those uh, those kind of like DJ set. Like that's just yeah. the, the vibe I've gotten from his other releases. That it's just kind of him um, toying around with uh, you know toying around with his electronic ideas and it just doesn't which I feel like it might be kind of like this but I just feel like a lot of his more recent stuff uh, uh, Dan Daniel Snythe is his name he's I feel like a lot of his more recent that's a name right yeah, there yeah 
his more recent solo stuff has been kind of just him toying with different ideas. Like, it doesn't feel as fully realized as a mainstream, like, a main discography release. Yeah. Um, uh, our, uh, our Love. So, I have, yeah, I actually have all of his, um, all of his stuff. Interesting. <laughs> Milk of Human Kindness, Andorra, Swim, and Our Love. Um, yeah, he's released some, some stuff as Daphne since 2012. I, and think, then, I think there's a new Daphne thing out. And then so. this record... Actually, I guess he originally released it under the name Manitoba, um, and I guess it's since been re-released as uh, Caribou. As Caribou, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we're dealing with here. Very nice, very nice. Uh, let's see um, this thing. Oh, Melt Banana, uh, Bambi's Dilemma. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a surprising amount of Melt Banana albums at at the store today, so I took advantage. Uh, there's another one in there, but we'll talk about that when it comes around. This is a good album. Uh, I've, I've only listened to it once, um, but I'm really psyched to listen to it more because I think they're just a fucking great band. Yeah. Um, I really wish you, you liked them, but I totally understand your reasons why. So, yeah, that's um, it's unfortunate. I, there's so much potential there for me that I, I just I wish I could get past the vocals. Just, but. I think just Japanese rock like in general. like I, I really, that's, that's like one sort of location-based genre that I really want to dive into more because I feel like there's a lot of really interesting music coming out of Japan Yeah, that just doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Um, I, I think part of that isn't... like You know how there's like sort of like this Eurocentricity about music, yeah. popular music? I, I don't think it's exactly that that's keeping those artists away. I think it's more like just like it's very underground music. And that it's you know I think a lot of it is just very experimental and strange and not necessarily accessible. Yeah. So, you know, that's a fair point. Yeah, it'd be cool to do an episode maybe um, about like Japanese music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of Japanese music I do like, uh, but not not so much uh, Albanana, unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, I think what they do is worthwhile. I mean, they're they're nothing not unique and just very creative. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, next, uh, I just, this band hadn't really been on my radar ever, but they're a death metal band that I've, I felt like I should own something from for quite a while now. I mean, they're they're one of the, uh, I mean, they're relatively new, but they're definitely a uh, elder statesman at this point, and they kind of helped form, like, the new basis of American death metal sound, just, okay. like, the really fast and, like, Technical, they kind of they took where bands like Suffocation left off, but like right. they're very like fast and whatnot. Uh, Eric Bruton, the main guy from this band, has uh, done a lot with Morbid Angel. He actually played guitar in two of their albums, um, which is is cool. And it is Hate Eternal, King of All oh, Kings. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, I would. I mean, I, I know what Hate Eternal sounds like, but I've never actually sat down and listened to a full album. And I was I wanted to get. I was trying to look at every individual genre section to get something yeah and w- as soon as i listen to a preview it's just fast you know technically perf- not like super tech death but definitely def- definitely has some technicality to mm. it uh, you know really fast heavy death metal and that's always something i'm looking for so. yeah no that's interesting though yeah i i was trying to do the same thing trying to get a little something from each genre but didn't exactly work out uh but you know can't have everything um, I'm thinking that I, I don't know I you know 
we keep going to these things and we keep doing these and like I, don't get me wrong like I like doing these things but like again and again it feels like the music I really want to get is just only available online so yeah that's I, I actually I was very surprised at the haul I got today I got a really good variety yeah, but I feel like sometimes I, mean, too, for the most uh, part. I just can't um, like I, I put I put stuff back today where I like I wouldn't mind getting it, but just I'm getting it only because like oh that's cool I'll like that, but it's not really what I like. It's not I yeah really, exactly like, there's, there's specific like things and specific niches I want to scratch, and it's just like it's just not quite that. Today yeah. was a really good well, well, uh, like oh yeah, yeah. no I'm gonna I I found a lot of stuff I really like today. Yeah. Uh, like you know I, but like stuff like I was looking for like you know a Towns Van Zandt album you know I was shocked they had so like they had yeah. one album of his yeah and so like you know I you know it, it, I, I just like I kind of wanted to be able to take a chance on a group like that or you know on a musician like that yeah because I really I really haven't really listened to a lot of country yeah so uh, anyway next album this is coincidentally another Mel Banana album uh, Cellscape oh so, nice I'm, I'm familiar with that one yeah, yeah. Cellscape's, I, I love the album cover. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, this, if I remember right, this is actually, the, I think, the first album of theirs that I really got into. It was the one that sort of clicked for me. Yeah. Uh, because I remember, I think the first one I listened to was Fetch. Yeah. But, and I just, you know, the vocals, man. The vocals just turn you off. Yeah. But this, this one was a little more, like, palatable, I guess. Um, I really ended up getting into it. I'm super psyched that I found both of these, you know, here for, you know, pretty cheap used. So, I'm yeah, very happy. Like me, like me some melt banana. So, nice. A, any sort of melting fruit. Yeah, I'll, sort I'll of melting it. fruit. Yes. Oh, okay. Evaporating apple. Evaporating apple. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the Korean it's version. La, uh, lava mango. <laughs> magma, uh, magma mango. There we go. Magma mango. Oh, that's beautiful. That that that, that that's that that, that, to that's going to be my um my 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 cover band that they they just do melt banana covers. But yeah. but it's gonna be like it has to be something really bad like it has to be like Zydeco music or something or like <laughs> Scott covers of Mel yeah. Banana. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, um, what you got there? Yeah, we'll we'll continue our uh, <laughs> our our disintegration and uh, fruit pun. Uh, yes. At some point. Um, yeah. So this is a blind purchase. <laughs> I've been really getting really into hip hop lately, like kind of old school '90s hip hop. And the boom bap. Yeah, I was exactly uh, the the booms and the baps, um, <laughs> and I was just looking through, and I saw a band by the name of the Goats in the hip hop section, and I was like, what, what, like how is there? When I think of hip hop, goats don't come. I mean, like obviously the idea of like greatest of all time. Yeah. This is just like the, I feel like the Goats is kind of a goofy name for a hip hop group, but I looked it up. It's called uh, Tricks of the Shade. And it has this like weird carnival vibe, and it just looked very. It looked like the type of off kilter hip hop that I would like. Yeah, um, maybe if you're lucky, it'll be ICP. Yeah, right. hopefully not. Um, oh, come on, you know the Great Malenko is like your favorite album. We didn't talk about that right now. <laughs> for like a day. I thought I liked that album, and we can move on because <laughs> like, my my cousin let me borrow it, and like he was my cool cousin who listened to ICP. So oh, was he a full on Juggalo? No, yeah. he he just. He went through a phase two. I think he had Juggalo friends. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is from what I can tell. Wait, oh, this this has been a public service announcement 
friends don't let friends become juggalos. Yeah, that's that's very important. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know much more. I mean, I listened to it. It definitely sounds like uh, interesting '90s hip hop. Uh, very much looking forward to diving into this uh, with more detail. There are a ton of. I guess there's a narrative where it's basically two um, characters at the freak show are kind of talking about the ills of like modern American society. And they kind of like straighten the narrative of the album yeah, along. You know, as, 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 as circus freaks do. Yeah. Because so. I, you, you know, like, whenever I go to a debate, I always pay for the circus freaks exactly. to show up. <laughs> to, to moderate. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it's looked and sounded really cool, and I figured it was worth a shot. Nice. Nice. Okay, let's see what we have here. We have this album uh, Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Oh. I know. Classic. I was. I've, I've been looking for this pretty much every single time I've been to a CD store in like the past couple months. I've been looking for a copy of Pink Moon because I've just been like digging some more folk lately. And uh, I mean, I've listened to this before. I love this album. Uh, Place to Be is just a tragic song for me. Yeah. Like I just listen to it and like my heart kind of melts a little yeah. bit. I mean, um, every song. I mean, that, yeah, that's I mean just... you, you can say that about yeah every song, but like Place to Be, just I I think just the the riffing in that and just sort of sort of how delicate I mean the entire yeah. album is very delicate just for some reason Place to Be is always is always sort of stuck in my mind so yeah um, yeah you know uh, I can't say I'm I would probably buy anything else by Nick Drake but I mean I'm really glad to just add to folk my folk collection a little yeah. bit because um, it's a genre that like you know I'm really coming around to but I just I, I think it's like I think, you know, when you're exploring any genre, it's like you need that through line. You need that band that sort of opens up other bands for you. And, like, for me, like, or at least, like, it feels like, you know, when you say, oh, recommend me a folk album, like, Bob Dylan's always up there. Yeah. I fucking hate Bob Dylan. I, I, I just, I, I, I hate his voice so much. And I just, like, I just can't deal with it. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I think that turned me off for a long time. So it, it, it's nice to finally have that kind of through way. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's one of my favorite folk albums of all time. I mean, maybe one of my favorite albums of all time. It's, it's such a, it's just like concentrated depression on, on like, <laughs> I mean, just like a very, which I mean sounds, might sound off-putting to some people, but it's, just, it's so raw and earnest and sad. And yeah. I feel like for for what it's going for, it just blocks that out of the park. And not to mention the album cover is just like the album cover, it's very, really cool. very interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just... I mean, it's not surprising that he committed suicide relatively soon after this album came yeah. out. But he, uh, yeah, just a great, great guitar player, great, uh, great songwriter. Um, yeah. So for me, I have no idea what this sounds like, but it just uh, really caught my eye and was for a good price. It's uh, Kata and Patton romances. Oh, okay. So it's Mike Patton. Yeah, Mike Patton. Uh, this is this is the first of their albums uh, yeah. that they did. And John Cat, I guess. It's, yeah, it's Cat is a composer, um, so he sort of conducts an orchestra, and Patton sings above it, and it's sort of like that. Um, because they had an album come out a couple years ago that I was really enamored with. I think I bought it actually. It was really, it was pretty interesting, but I think it suffers from the same old Mike Patton not, you know, always punching under his weight type yeah. of thing. I mean, it, it looks and sounds really interesting, uh, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing what yeah it's what it contains. It's it's a cool. I mean, it's the thing like that. It's a cool project that they do. So you know, 
I mean, so we're checking out. Is it more? Is it like basically like classical? Does he sing like normally, or does he sing experimentally? Or um, I think he sings pretty normally, but it's a very odd pairing. So like, I can't really say it's experimental per se, but like, it has that edge to it that you might place it somewhere. Because you wouldn't expect that combination to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then again, I mean, he's my pen, you know collaborates with everybody yes like he, he actually has another album with uh, a composer coming out this year uh, which I, we were talking about that single yeah I think that did come out um, yeah uh, I didn't I haven't listened to it yet I, but I, I wasn't big on the single well the single was very very okay uh, I, I don't necessarily have anything against it but it's just it's, it's, it was very meh. yeah yeah it was just anyway so uh, here we go uh, Elton John Tumbleweed Connection Interesting. Yeah, I so I've always tried to find like an Elton John album that I liked. Um, yeah. I remember buying I think Man Made Across the Water. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago on like iTunes, and uh, that, that's a good album. I mean, it has a lot of you know really big hits on it, like Tiny Dancers on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, a, f- a friend recommended this to me, and I ended up listening to it earlier this year and really getting into it. It's it has like a, this country tinge to it. And it's uh, really, it's, it's just a beautiful album. And Rocket Man's on this thing as well, um, if I remember right. Or maybe not. Um, Tumbleweed. Yeah, I don't see that here. That's, oh, you know, I'm thinking of Hockey Chateau. But uh, I, I, did, I do really like this album, though. I think this is a really good album. Um, even though there really aren't, like, any huge tracks of his off of this album. But it's still really good uh, and I'm really glad to just sort of get into his music because that's something I've wanted to do for a while now because I've always found like his his style of music to be really interesting like I, I mean I remember like loving up Crocodile Rock since I was a kid so I just I there's something about that song that, that, that just like yeah. wakens something in me so <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah okay. uh, yeah I would love to uh, he's one of the artists I really want to dive into at some point yeah uh, okay. because I mean i all the hits of his I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, check out, like, Goodbye, Yildick Road. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know, I, I I, mean, I definitely want to buy it at some point, but this, I, I, I liked getting this now, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I will add that to, I've been keeping a running dock, which is something else that was cool about today, is I actually, I ticked off quite a number of uh, releases I wanted to buy, which is, is cool, like, at least three or four, Four, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think a good number of these I had wanted to get. Yeah. Um, maybe not. Now that I look over it, but anyway. Yeah. Um. So I think I mentioned I've been getting more into country recently, and uh, specifically the type of genre that I think I really have gravitated towards is like outlaw country. Okay. Uh, I guess which is a. Like Chris Stapleton. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I wanted to actually get Sturgill Simpson, A Sailor's Guide to Earth. And yeah. they had a copy there for a good price, but it was uh, kind of like a, like a cloth, like, you know, the soft cover yeah. CDs. And it was really, really... Did you pack? It was really scratched up. Like, yeah. it did not look good at all. Um, so I said, whatever. But they did have an album from another person I want to get, uh, Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson. Oh. Okay. Uh, I have not listened to this album, but I listened to... Um, it's like blue. It has. It's like I don't know. I I, yeah. I don't know my Willie Nelson. But so. I listened to a few of his uh, other albums that I really really enjoyed. Uh, just 
did don't didn't know much about Willie Nelson. What's interesting about it, and Lauren made this comment, is uh, you can tell it is country, but it's also very folksy. Like it very much, it, you could easily describe it as folk as much as you could country, which might be why I gravitated toward you know I've gravitated towards it. Yeah. A lot of the country I I, I purchased recently, uh, like Lucinda Williams and Lavender uh, County and Katie Lang, Lavender Lavender County. Um, they definitely have more of a folk edge than your traditional country, like older country. And, yeah. and something that I've really uh, appreciated more is I don't typically go for lyrics, but when something is very lyrical, I think that's why I like Father John Misty is I love the music and then getting more into lyrics adds another depth to it. Yeah. If I really like an album, I'll give it the lyrics. And something I like about country is how there is that added element that it's, it's good country is all about storytelling. Yeah. And uh, something I like about... Uh, country artist I've listened to is that aspect so looking forward to listening to this uh, from what I've read this was something the label was very anxious about because it was it's very sparse album very much kind of about like a, a tale and very much about um, Willie Nelson just kind of singing and they were very scared about how it was going to do and it ended up being like an absolute smash hit across the board hmm. um, I guess from what I could tell it's a story about a husband who finds his wife cheating on him and he kills both of them and then goes on the run. Um, huh. So, interesting to hear how that turns out. Yeah. 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 Interesting, man. Okay, let's see what we got here. I have, I've actually sort of forgotten everything I bought, so it's, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. Okay, oh yeah. Uh, Anti-Pop Consortium. Uh, fluorescent. Uh, black. Yeah, this is the latest Anti-Pop Consortium album. Uh, this is... A hip hop album I have been looking forward to buying for a very long time now. I I try to look for it everywhere I go, and uh, it usually isn't there. Usually they have they, they did a collaboration with uh, Matthew Ship, the the pianist. Oh, nice. Yeah, that that's usually there, but I don't really kind of want to take a, a risk on it in a way. But yeah, I, I I loved this album when I first heard it, and so I've been really looking forward to, you know. Get it, and now it's finally here. So nice. Really psyched about that. And it's a pretty cool album cover. I, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I checked that out and then just kind of uh, yeah, you, kept it in the back of my mind. You're not the biggest fan of theirs, right? I don't know if I'm familiar with them. Uh, I, I think if you remember back when I was writing for Heavy Blog, I had you listen to um, one of their songs. I, I want to say it was either Ping Pong or We Kill Soap Scum. Um, huh. Yeah, maybe. I and, mean, and you you just like you weren't digging it. I think well, my, my taste in hip hop has been kind of ever evolving. So I'll, yeah, I'll give it a listen because I I think I might. Well, I I was talking about their album Arrhythmia, uh, for that one. But yeah, so this is a little. I haven't listened to this for a while, so I'll give it another shot. Yeah, um, this was a, a genuine shock to see these here. Uh, I I, w- I was blown away not only by the fact that they had this, but um, the fact that it was both these CDs each were ninety seven cents. What ninety seven cents a piece, and it is uh, a band called uh, Psychotic Waltz. Oh, I've, and I've it's heard of it. a social grace and then bleeding. I don't know bleeding at all, but it was ninety seven cents. So I was like, I could just buy it. Yeah. and then I know a social grace because uh, Ian, the editor in chief of Heavy Blog, wrote a heavy re- rewind on it. And the cover is really that grabbed my eye. Yeah, it just, it's a weird ass cover. It's a really weird, like kind of dark. Do you know uh, what it is? Though? Yeah, no, I I, I, list, I turned it on just for the uh, the cover. Really caught my eye, like dark, a little bit sinister, progressive metal. 
Okay. Um, it's definitely has just kind of that general like prog metal sound. I think it came out in the originally it came out. It's a document in two thousand four, but that's when it was reissued. I think it came out in the eighties, so it kind of has that eighties prog metal vibe, but just a little bit like darker, just a little bit more off kilter. Nothing like too avant garde or experimental, but just a little bit of a heavier, um, sinister delivery. Uh, I it literally this is one of those kind of. Neat, like really underground niche metal albums that's kind of been lost. It's one of those deep cuts if yeah. you really try to get into the genre. I couldn't believe that I found them and for that cheap. So yeah, I know. That, as soon as I saw it, it was immediately was like, I'm, I'm for some reason the the almost we went to like they they seem to like up the prices a little bit there. Yeah. Um. Like usually they're at like a cheap album there is two ninety seven. But for some reason these were like three ninety seven. Yeah. At the cheapest. So maybe that's something from corporate. Who knows. Like yeah, just, but I don't because like at, at the one sale on this fine. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and then like it's weird how some of these albums are like like that was ninety seven cents. Um, like how, yeah. how are we even making money at that point? Like how much did you give uh, the person? Like, you probably gave around? them like twenty five cents. Yeah. If even that. Yeah. So probably. Uh, like I, I remember one time I tried to sell a book and they. Gave, they gave you like ten cents. They gave something? me one cent, I think. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. And were you just like whatever? I was like no. Just, oh, you said that, yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm just, I'll just donate to the library. Yeah, at a that better point. cause. Yeah, you know. No, um, I totally get that. Okay, what is this? Uh, Ooh. Oh, Melvin's Houdini. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I think it's about it's it's about time. You know, I sort of bought a Melvin's album. So that's a damn um, good one to pick. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one I listened to that I really enjoyed. So um, I don't know whether I would buy any more other stuff. Um. But anyway, I think this is a great album. I love it. It's really fun to listen to, just to have some mean ass sludge, you know, yeah, being that, pumped into your ears. They are. I, I have. Uh, I didn't buy any today because all the only CDs they had, other than uh, that, were all like full price. Yeah. Uh, they had Bullhead, which I, I want to get next, but I or, wait. I, I thought you had Bullhead. I oh, don't. That's yeah. funny because they, usually that's like. Yeah. Exactly. It's just I, I've never. I've done like all of the I think pretty much all of their CDs that I have are you I mean uh, yeah are used um, I think maybe I bought one that was new but um, I try to buy them used because there are a lot of them but for some reason Bullhead is just never it's always brand new mm. which I don't I don't know why but yeah I'm a big Melvin's fan trying to collect all their stuff um, figured I'd take a break today because <laughs> I, like the last several times I bought at least one Melvin's album yeah I've gone CD shopping um I yeah, know, I know this album. I, I don't know this album at all, which is why I bought it, because they just uploaded um, their upcoming album they announced to Bandcamp, and the lead single was nice. It was like pleasant indie rock, like folksy, kind of whatever, uh, kind of like that modern uh, the modern indie sound. Let me de- it's called what, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, right? This one, yeah. yeah. So this is Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco. <laughs> Um, I mean, they're a they're a pretty university like kind of an indie darling, yeah. Um, indie bands, and this apparently has a lot of different vibes from like folk and Americana and stuff like that. Uh, this I think this is one of a few albums that got either a perfect ten or like pretty damn near close by Pitchfork when yeah. it first came out. Uh, don't know anything about it, but just everything I've heard makes it seem like it, it'll be like right up my alley. Uh, yeah, it was, it was for a pr- it was for a pretty good price. Um, so I'm looking forward to finally giving it a listen. This is one of those albums. I think this was Pitchfork's, like, 
album of the decade or whatever. Um, maybe their second place um, for the nine or for the two thousands. Huh. Um, I because uh, number one is uh, is Kid A. Oh, okay. yeah, I can see that. Um, I was I was just listening to that like yesterday. Kid A. Like, yeah, I, I listened to it the other day too. That's funny. such a great album. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and the thing is, like, every single track in it is, like, super good. Yeah. Uh, Idiotech, though, is probably my favorite. That's a fantastic uh, song. great. Uh, I was actually going to buy King of Limbs today, um, because the, the, that's the only Radiohead aside from their first two albums that I'm missing. Don't, uh, so, don't tell Fantano. I know. I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think it's, I think it's a decent album. So. I think at this point, I feel like to some degree, when you come out swinging about an album, you have to save face just by, like holding your ground but, yeah and I think it's just it's become a meme you know he's all about memes because it really if you like other Radiohead albums I don't understand how you can't think like you can think that that's that bad but yeah anyway I mean well it is the mo- their their most like poorly rated album aside for Pablo Honey yeah it, um, it's 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 not my so. my favorite of theirs but it's, it's certainly not terrible at least yeah. I don't think uh, um, I don't think it's that bad Oh, about Wilco. So I I got them mixed up with Block Party. <laughs> oh, really? That's because, funny. Well, I see. Like, like for me, there are like a lot of those like alt rock bands and like indie type of bands all kind of like collapse together into like one like you know tumor of indie music <laughs> for me. So I was thinking of that. Uh, do you remember that song "Helicopter" by Block Party? Uh, it was on the Guitar Hero Three soundtrack. Yes, it was in the alternate. Yes, yeah. I do. The, the, yeah. So the. the, the it's a couple couple steps in logic, but uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it, 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 at least it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, Here's sorry, I'm just scrolling through yeah. trying, to, trying to find... Uh, I think Pitchfork redid this. I think they redid their, t- their top... Because I think they released uh, a top 100 of the 2000s. This is a top... Uh, top 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my, my final album is uh, Terry Riley, uh, Rainbow and Curved Air. Nice. Um, have you ever heard? This yeah, sentence? no, I, I know, yeah. I know what that is. This is really good. Yeah, uh, I was actually thinking. Of it. I was, I was looking for. I always look for uh, music, for AT, music for AT musicians. Yeah, and I thought of looking for that, but I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I sometimes I see this at some stores, and I just never bought it. But I'm so glad I did because um, this is like one of the first minimalist. That's a great uh, find. Yeah. Pieces of music that like I really got into. Um, for those who don't know, it's sort of like ele- electronic minimalism. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a very well. So that that a rainbow and curved air is that, but I think um, the second track, Poppy No Good, and the Phantom Band. I guess there are other instruments on it. I mean, really, the whole thing sounds to me like it's an electronic album. Yeah. In a way, uh, just because of the way they play a lot of these instruments. Um, you know, I, I have every I have something by you know. Steve Reich and Phil Glass. So, you know, now I only need something by Lamont Young, really. And you'll have. And the, I've sort of got the, like the uh, four minimalists. Exactly. Um, I really should listen to some Lamont Young, but but he's he's just such a weirdo, man. Like, yeah. He has like just so much strange music that it, it's like it reminds me of like almost like a Sun Ra. Oh, okay. It, it will no, it, it not not in not in you know the actual sound, but just in the way that like. His discography feels impenetrable. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. So, um, 
Maybe we'll have to talk about that at some point. That, yeah, I, I can't say I'm familiar with Lamont Young, so yeah. I would be interested. He's, he's the only one of the middle ones who I really haven't like listened to. Yeah, um, I would love to listen to him. It, it's the funny thing, because he's he was kind of like the first of them, in a way. And then so, everyone else just kind of surpassed him, in a way. Um, I don't know or, if they really least, surpassed him. Because at least in like, terms of, like, they were more well-known. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think, like, Young's always been sort of doing his own thing. So yeah, I I mean like what's crazy to me is uh, Philip Glass actually was on SNL at one point because I remember I found one of his albums like, like as as a musical, as a musical act? guest yeah like I found okay. one of one of his newer albums and looked it up to see if it was worth buying this was at I think the Newbury Comics in the, at the Natural Mall yeah um, and I looked it up and it said he performed one of the songs on SNL and I was like what that's yeah that's very strange I don't know but, if that was like a Wikipedia but I mean SNL has also had Donald Trump so you True. know. Um, they, they'll just take a shot at anything because, you know, he, they, they 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 just they just need the uh, they need the views. I yeah, guess. that's they're trying whatever. Where I think they they've bounced back a little bit, at least in terms of like being relevant again. There was a period where they were like the only reason they're relevant is because they're just reading the headlines and just rereading them and and, and it's working for them <laughs> and people care. I mean, either they talk about um, how much it sucks, they talk about how much they love it, so. I, um, so okay, hot take before we moved on. Um, I don't think Saturday Night Live has ever been good. That's uh, my unpopular opinion. Hot take. I think they like. I mean, I watch it periodically. I think yeah. they have good segments. I find funny, but overall, it's just it's way too hit or miss to be like a I, good. I show. loved like I. I think it was one of the. I think could have been like season forty two or something like that. Like back when Kristen Wiig was still on and. Uh, you know, Bobby Moynihan was still on. Like, I really got into it then. But the thing is, like, and I think this is kind of a problem with any sort of sketch comedy show, is that it's so fucking predictable. Because all they do is just come up with one joke and repeat it three times, and that's a skit. Yep. And it's just like, like, and I'm not going to say it isn't funny, because some parts really are. Like, there's a, um, I don't know if you remember that Andy Samberg did, like, this Jack Johnson chill-out corner thing. Yeah. Uh, and me and my sister always, we always talk about that, because it's just like, ah, I'm Jack Johnson. <laughs> just like, and I think, uh, what, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Jason Mraz, and, uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was, it, it's super, super chill indie bro type of thing, it's, yeah, it was really funny, but it's still, it's just like, it's so formulaic. Yeah, and it just kind of annoys me because like these guys are considered like the best comedy writers in the game right now. Yeah, who like whoever writes for Saturday Live anyway. Yeah. We're getting really off topic. No, yeah, um, I mean it's an interesting <laughs> topic. Um, by the way, just I was curious. I scrolled through all the pages. Wilco, this was number four for Pitchfork of okay. uh, like other top two hundred albums of the decade. I knew it was top five. Um, yeah, my last one. This is Elegy by John Zorn. Oh, hey, um, I know that album. I always check Zorn to see if he they any of his uh, older releases are there for used yeah. and cheap, and lo and behold, this time it was. Uh, it's, a, it's a, it's an interesting album. I feel like Jimmy can tell you more than I can. So, if I remember right, it's... Um, it has Patton on it. Yeah, Patton's on it. It's a collection of file card compositions... Which, I don't know if I've ever explained that to Not, you at all. Is it different from game pieces? Yeah. So basically, um, the, the best way I can explain it is using one of his more famous ones called uh, Godard, 
named after the French New Wave director Jean-Luc Godard, that he'll come up, he'll think about the subject and write on note cards uh, a number of like sounds or sort of instances that are associ- that he associates with them, and then he finally gets them all together and organizes them in a certain order. And so here he did it with colors. Um, yeah, I see blue, yellow, pink, yeah. black. So I. I, I this is not one of the I, I haven't listened to this album a whole lot um, and it's really short it's it's much shorter than I thought um, so I really haven't had the chance to like really go at it a lot so um, but it's funny you bring up Zorn because he has some interesting stuff coming out really soon really yeah he has this um, you know what's really weird is that I saw it on Bull Moose like the description for it and the name and everything before it showed up on Zadix website Huh. Which, in a way, doesn't surprise me, because Zadig is just one of the most poorly kept websites I've ever seen. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I can't say I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Of the... I, it's sad, because, like, they have, like, one of the best catalogs in avant-garde music. But it's just, like... It's not It's so poorly to, maintained. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's not like it would be hard to change it. It's just that, the, that you just don't. like. You, you should offer know. to do it, see what he says. I don't think I have the talent for that. <laughs> to be totally honest, is there too much to do? It, it's it's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Like my experience in web design is very very minimal. Like HTML, some Dreamweaver, so um, it's pretty minimal. Yeah. So to do something like that would be, I mean, be cool, but I don't think I would do it justice. So, uh, but he has some stuff coming out that. Starting to sound really interesting. That sort of like, I don't know, like described as just like batshit insane. And then he also has, um, so I haven't seen him at the Salem yet, uh, but they're out. There's one about, um, it's sort of like piano trios, if I remember right, but each one is dedicated to a different tarot card of the Major Arcana. Oh, okay. Um, that looks really cool. And then there's also the this piece that he did for, um, some sound it wasn't a sound installation but it was like you know like a uh, museum exhibition yeah and it's all about Francis of Assisi I believe okay so I really wanted to try to listen to all three of those uh, or try to buy them at some point because they all sound really interesting yeah um, I think also he might oh you know what that that tarot one if I remember maybe I don't know because I, he also do you remember the album Midsummer Moons uh, sometimes it shows yeah. up yeah um because I, I think he has a sequel to that, and I'm not sure what... I, it's, it's related to one of those albums that are coming out soon, so... I'm, I'm psyched for those. Nice. Um, it's probably going to be the only music I'll buy for a long time, because no money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like we, we both got a really good haul, though. Yeah. So, so uh, let's talk about albums of the week. Uh, Scoots, you have an album of the week? I just want to make sure I get the name right, because I'm pretty sure pronouncing it correctly but this is something that uh um you know david zeidler i i think he might have joined heavy blog after you got off facebook i think i've seen his name in a couple articles yeah but he um he recommended this in other in other group which uh, i saw the name and i was like well that that sounds uh interesting and it's really really cool uh it's not usually like for me i'm very picky with my post-rock um, oh, you know, I, I think when can, can I can I take a guess at this? Sure. Uh, this is alarmist. 
No. Um, it's uh, I, I I do love that album. Yeah. Um, but this like for me, post rock is either like this amazing cinematic experience or like just really cliche and like all like the typical, um, all the typical tropes of the genre. Mm-hmm. That's why this is why a band called Lanaya, L A N A Y A H, okay. Forever in May, they combine post rock, post hardcore, like folk and doom gaze. Which is basically like you know like heavier shoo shoo. It's it's kind of like you know planning for burial. Yeah. He kind of st- okay. more like, like kind of the slower, drearier, heavier. They call it doom gaze. Okay. It's not necessarily it doom doesn't have metal. to be doom metal, yeah. but it kind of is just as like slow and like darker. Yeah. And uh, usually sometimes there's screams and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it just it flows exceptionally well for the things that they try to do. Huh. Like it flows really well into like these heavier passages and these crescendos and then these extended folk passages. It just, it really caught me off guard, because uh, the cover, the cover grabbed me. I'm just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw, it was, like, a, a pretty nice picture of a, a forest, but they painted over everything in specific colors, so it just kind of made it pop, huh. and it was, like, really, really cool, and the music itself is just fantastic, so, big surprise. Like, I've never heard of them before, had no idea what to Did expect. Did it just come out this year? Just came out Friday. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. It was, like, brand new. Yeah. Huh. Um, and it was like the first new album I listened to on Friday and was like fuck this is amazing <laughs> yeah big big fan I love when like albums that have a chance for like my top of the year just come out of just out of nowhere it's funny you bring that up because my album of the, or not my album of the year my album of the week came out this Friday as well really and it's a contender for me for, for one of my albums of the year interesting I'm thinking anyway uh, Lingua Ignata uh, Caligula Ooh, that's a great album yeah, yeah so I yeah. I had slept on her first album All Bitches Die which yeah. is such a great album yeah, title it really is and I highly suggest people listen to it if, if only for the final track because she just sings in just the sweetest voice All Bitches Die yeah and I just think it's it's the funniest thing yeah um but I, I, not to say she's a comedy actor. She is most definitely not. But she has a sense of humor. She has a sense of yeah. Um, she has a sense of uh, kind of. She's a very free singer. Like she's yeah. She's like a more. She's a classically trained artist. Yeah, exactly. And she's in the same like general wheelhouse as Pharmacon. Yeah. But I feel like more musical well, and more. I, I would say more more classical. More classical and more. I would say more music. Like more. Uh, I feel like you can tell she... I mean, I love Pharmacon, but I yeah. think Lingua Ignota has a much better ear for music yeah, and for composi- compositions. Um, um, yeah, so, like, Caligula's good. I mean, it's... it's. I think it's one of those albums that, like, I think it's, it's a little longer than I would prefer, but every track is really interesting, and just some of the things that she says in it, and I think part of it is sort of the way she says it, like, who will you fuck when when I'm not here or something like you yeah. know like she says all this stuff that it's just like kind of heartbreaking like yeah. the way she says it and then just some of the screams man it is so freaking out of this world yeah just like I like just the pure emotion of it like is just overwhelming at times and just combining that with like you know mild death industrial and then just a lot of classical influences. I, it, it's just a really interesting album. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm really, yeah, I, I can't wait to listen to it more. Yeah, and, and I also appreciate her being in what may be the most pretentious genre name ever, which is neoclassical dark wave. <laughs> I think it's just like... Okay, well, so I so I, I saw that on Heavy Blood, on your yeah. uh, 
release roundup. Did you add that? Yeah. Or no, no, no. I, I meant like, did you? Were you the one who who categorized it as that? No, that's what it is in a radio music, and I. I, I think it's not. I, I'm I'm gonna. I, I'm sorry. I I don't want to be like this guy, but it's really not. It's neoclassical. I, I mean, yeah, but well, no, it's it's. I mean, it has classical elements to it, but like, see, like when I think of neoclassical dark wave, I think Dead Can Dance, and this did not sound like Dead Can Dance to me. But they. She takes you can tell she takes influence from that world, and she's classically um, trained. In yeah, like, see, see, like I don't necessarily see the dark wave aspects. I think is is what I mean. Well, I think that like the lighter, uh, well, not light, but the less harsh elements of like the death industrial sound, I can see touching into dark wave. I can see that. I, I I personally think it's more like a like a modern classical album, as strange as that is. I can mixed see with that. like death industrial. Yeah, I mean, like so. it's, it's not. I, I think more than anything, it's uh, probably more in the death industrial camp with like classical influences. Like, yeah. she kind of has her own niche. Yeah, so, it, it's you know, really those, interesting blend. Those of kind things. of those kind of artists are difficult to throw. Yeah, into I mean, have you noticed? I mean, we're going on a little bit, but I how like there's like this new wave of like noise artists who are like like all women in like all doing really interesting stuff. Like I mean, Puce Mary, you know, Pharmacon. Lingua Ignata are the big three I can think of. And then, uh, what's her name? Udoba? Oh, yeah. Udoba. Yeah. yeah I, I actually listened to that on Friday, too, which was, um, have you listened to it yet? I, I liked it. I, I didn't I, love it as I, much I as the other, other acts yeah. you mentioned, but I, I liked it. I thought, I it, thought was, it was just okay. I, yeah. Fantano really made it seem like it was something special. I, I, I think the way he, the way he described it, I think is a little off from what I experienced. Yeah, but I, I still like. Like it. he was describing, like one part is just like disturbing to listen to, and I like there was no part of it that I was like. I, I found Puce Mary disturbing to listen to. Yeah, like that. Like, Puce Mary's pretty creepy. That 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 fucked me up. I listened to it on the ride back from Connecticut before we recorded yeah. that one time, and I, it was like dark, and I was yeah, it freaked me out. It's a creepy. I mean, um, like it's in Pharmacon. I think Pharmacon's a pretty Pharmacon, creepy. Yeah, and I, like it, this Lingua Ignata album, man, is just like. Like, same thing. It's just, like, the ranges that it takes. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. The great album. Yeah. Great, great album. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, bye.